G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. Well, we are doing an episode midweek because today we had the Australian Eurovision 2023 song released. Yes, well, uh, we were hoping something would happen this week and it has. We have our official song and artist announcement. Yes, very early this morning. It was uh, 5.30 a.m. for Sydney and Melbourne, all the way to 2.30 a.m. Perth. So some very dedicated Australian fans got up to see that Voyager will be representing Australia with their song Promise. Well, before we go any further, shall we have a listen? Right before we start talking about the song itself, let's just let's have a chat about Voyager because Ooh. obviously a lot of us will know them from Eurovision Australia decides last year where they finished runner up to Sheldon and they won the public vote. What do you think about them as a band being our representation? Yeah, look, I'm very happy. Very happy, first of all, for them. They are big Eurovision fans. This is something they have wanted to do for years. And of course, as you said, about Australia Decides last year, they had such a strong performance. It did win the tally vote. And unfortunately, they got pipped only slightly. But uh, this is their opportunity now to, to really you know, make those dreams come true on the stage. So I couldn't be happier for them. Yeah, exactly. And I think... Um, They've really wanted to do Eurovision for ages. Before they did Australia Decides last year, they were in the shortlist in previous years. Apparently, they've been knocking down on the door of SBS ever since 2015. So eventually, you know, they've been persistent and got Ooh. through. They love Eurovision. They get it. Danny, the lead singer, he's been a massive Eurovision fan since the 2000s. Yeah, and also, you know, it's our first band that we'll be sending. We've had always had solo artists, so it's great to see a band uh, represent Australia. And it's very much a cult culture of bands here in Australia in our music industry, our live music industry, just teeming with bands and it's great to see them finally get their opportunity. Exactly. Right, well, we love the band. They're going to be great advocates for Eurovision here in Australia and overseas uh, to represent our nation. But let's start talking about the song. As you mentioned there, we've got something rock. It's kind of synth, metal, prog, rock. <laughs> it's It's... A good assault on all the senses, I feel. What were your thoughts on the, the entry? Yeah, first reaction is it's it's got impact. And it is also, I think, very authentic and genuine to the band. My understanding is it is written specifically for Eurovision. And I don't think they've compromised themselves in order to get it into that three-minute kind of package. Yeah, exactly. They're very known for epic six, seven, eight-minute long kind of songs. But they get Eurovision enough to put something into a three-minute package I think there's a really nice progression of the song. Mm-hmm. Like it definitely, you've got that. I really like the opening, actually, that kind of build up of the verse into the pre-chorus. You hit the chorus and then it just gets bigger and bolder as you go on. I, I You know that big kind of uh, like growl mm-hmm. moment? Yes. You don't expect it. I love <laughs> that. I think that can be a real moment. Yeah, I will agree. I, I think it's very important the way they've produced the song. It starts off with, 
basically just vocal and synth and it gives it a kind of lightness to the song that eventually just gets heavier and heavier as you go along rather than sort of hit people with the whole yes we're rock and we're metal straight away you don't get that until you're about a minute into the song so I think it gives it a lightness there that they haven't over egged the whole metal part of it exactly you can't be 100 from the get-go because you've got nowhere to go and also, you can put people off with the genre straight away. It's like, oh, this is a bit too... Where you get hit with that later, they kind of like, mm. you know, get you in there um, with it. And I think what you said from the start about making something for Eurovision that's still authentic, this is made for the Eurovision stage. Mm-hmm. I think as a studio, it kind of could come across as a bit like, oh, hang on, what's happening? There's a lot going on. But I think there's certain parts. You can see the parts that they can go through the evolution, which will definitely suit staging so you've got moments to go big and bold and there's some really big moments particularly in that latter kind of third of the song yeah some very massive moments actually you're right in order to have those moments you need to have peaks and troughs you can't just be going at 100 the entire time so i think they've done that very cleverly and also it gives opportunities for danny's vocal to shine in here as well i have to say off the studio track and this is very random he sounds a bit like Simon Le Bon from Duran Duran. I think he's got a tone oh, to his yeah. voice, okay, which yep. perhaps helps me with my 80s nostalgia kind of dream that's going on there because it's very much a kind of 80s-inspired synth sound. So a lot going on in a, in, in, a, in a big track. Yeah, and I think what I like is that we're sending a genre of music, even though it's a kind of subgenre of rock, but we're sending Aussie rock. We're sending a very Aussie sound, and we probably haven't necessarily done that other than maybe just slick pop, which we're known for in Australia, but we're also known for our bands and for our rock um this is a little bit different obviously Mm. but i like that we're sending something like this and a risk and i don't think this is going to be for everybody this is a polarizing song it will be for the fandom it will be for the average viewer it will be for australians but one thing you can't deny is that it has impact and it's memorable and it's going to compel some people to vote not everyone but you don't need everybody, and we've got to qualify from a 100% tally vote semi-final. That's exactly right. Um, what you often find is songs get caught in the middle of trying to please everybody and don't really do anything. This is at least will have its fans. It's going to have some people that go, no, not for me, within the first minute, and that's fine. But if you get those hardcore fans that stick with you, they're your votes. Exactly. All right, well, let's maybe look. There's a lot all the kind of positives we see so far, but obviously it is polarizing and we've seen the benefits of that. But I mean, is any drawbacks about maybe being too impactful, being too polarizing? Oh, look, it's a risk you take, isn't it? You want the risk and reward. So as we say, there'll be some fans that stick with you and just absolutely love it. And you may be their favorite song in the entire competition or in their top three. You're just going to get some that go, no, thanks. Not for me. Yeah, there's a lot of bands obviously taking part this year. So far in our semi-final, there's only two, which is Joker Out from Slovenia, which I think has a more melodic um, pop-type rock song. Mm. This, I think, has a bit more, um, it's a bit more bombastic. And I think they're going to have different types of audiences, so I don't think they're going to kill each other's vote too much. Oh, for sure. A completely different genre of music, basically, for uh, Joker Out. Yes, you can put it under the rock umbrella, but Mm. I mean, that covers a lot of stuff. Exactly, exactly. The only thing I will say probably that caught me was, look, the first time we watch it, I think we watch it through very Australian, analytical, a lot of hope and all that kind of eyes. And it's very hard to take in the first time any Australian song we've ever had Mm. is like that. Second time, I much, much more enjoyed it. And as it went on, I was like, this is great. So do you feel it's too much and that 
it takes a few goes to get it or is it just because we're seeing it through our eyes maybe yeah i think a bit of column a a bit of column b we as australians always have high expectations so when it was announced you know you're really giving it the microscope kind of thing when we talked about fitting so much into that three minutes because this is a band that probably is more comfortable playing five six minute rock opera type (laughs) (laughs) uh, type things then the temptation is to cram everything in within three minutes. Now, there's definitely a lot going on. So perhaps on first listen, it is a lot to take in. But at the same token, it gives the music a piece of sophistication that isn't just, you know, thrashing guitars and some screaming. So, yeah. Exactly. And I know a lot of people comparing it to Dreamer from Australia to Size. I mean, on when you get to Eurovision, no, the vast, 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 vast majority will not know about Dreamer. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to be the issue. But it's natural for people who know both songs to compare. I think there's pros and cons of both. Agreed. I think I do agree in terms of like there's a lot in those three minutes. That means the staging has to definitely be right. The other thing that probably got to me was I think when I hit the first chorus, and I understand why they're doing because they're building up that progression, but I feel it's a really good build and they hit that first chorus very lightly. I don't want them to hit it full thrashing, you know, metal rock because it's too much too early. But I feel it could have just a little bit more oomph because it kind of felt like a slightly weak chorus the first time I heard it. But as it went on, it's obviously amazing and I get why they're doing it. Maybe I just want to just turn up 10, 20%. No, I'm going to disagree. <laughs> I think if you hit people too early with stuff, you've really got nowhere to go later on. So I kind of like the build on that. And I think once we start to get the visual and see the performance with it as well, I think we'll see like the visual progression as well as we do the, the, the sonic progression as well. So a lot to work with in a good package, one would imagine. Yeah, and I think the other thing which I think we both talked about with this was during the the both the guitar and the guitar solo. Yeah. I would like to keep hearing a little bit of the um that the wall walls kind of chanting the chant mm-hmm. the chanting. Yeah. yeah, I think it's got an opportunity there for the whole crowd to be doing that while they have the sort of solos happening. So again, it's something for the crowd to hold on to and participate with in the song. Yeah, that's a good point about the crowd because I think the other thing that they're going to have to be very careful at because they're very experienced, they've done live gigs forever, is that how do you give the live gig feel of Eurovision while still being a slick TV performance? Because you kind of kind of go down that path and get both of them right to come across really good for people to vote for. Yeah, I think the song with its probably more toned down start that gives them an opportunity to focus on Danny, really connect with him and let the viewers in in that way and then allow him to free up and be that showman and take the whole crowd and the stadium with them because I think that infectiousness in the crowd can kind of come across in the camera and, 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 and take it to that real another level. Yeah, I think the one thing I remember from Australia Decides is I think they were really slick and polished for the, the particularly the start and as it got to the exciting conclusion and the crowd's going off, they kind of almost couldn't help themselves but play to the crowd. Mm-hmm. And I think they lost a couple of TV moments. It didn't hurt their televote. Obviously, they mm-hmm. won the Australian public vote. But I think for Eurovision, that's just something they've got to be careful of. And ultimately, if that's going to happen, maybe just put a shed load of fire everywhere yeah. <laughs> to, to, to distract and they can just have a good old time. I think there's going to be a lot of pyro in this one. Uh, but you're right. As long as we can harness the performance that gets the best of both worlds, plays yeah. to that crowd and shoots across the camera as well. And the best rock performances at Eurovision always do that so yeah bring flames bring pyro 
Uh, if you need a GoFundMe, we'll support it. We need as much fire as we can towards the end of that, for sure. Yeah, there's moments here, so let's hope they capture that in the staging. And finally, the Eurovision fans, Australian fans, international fans, it kind of feels like there's been a kind of yeah, mixed reviews. How have you felt the it's gone down? I think this is an act that was always going to have people very much rooting for it and other people a bit disappointed. There was a lot of names thrown up here uh, about who was going to represent Australia. Each one of the performers had their own fans and they're probably going to be a little disappointed that their favourite didn't get the ticket. But uh, overall, I think there's been a pretty positive one and particularly we'll see today after it's been announced what the reaction's like here in Australia because I think we'll take to it and that's what matters because it's our uh, entry. Yeah, I think um, it's it's mixed and that's a good thing. And I think that's what we should expect from it. There's a lot of love, particularly from Australians, I think. And I think the internationals, again, very mixed. A lot of love, a lot of WTF as well. And a lot of people disappointed that their artist that they really wanted to go didn't go. So we're in a bit of an emotional state, I think, at the moment for a lot of people. Um, so we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how it kind of pans out. It's doing pretty well on the kind of scoreboards and things like that as well. But... Uh, it's going to be interesting, and the proof will be in the pudding um, when we get to Liverpool, really. Absolutely, and that's what happens when you take somewhat of a risk. And last thing on that point, official music video as our push-through. This is a silver lining of not having Australia decide. So we have a nice video that fans are going to see for the next couple of months mm. and maybe not the Australia Decides performances, which are great live, but maybe not the best thing when they're up against official music videos sometimes. Yeah, well, any, any live performance is going to have its flaws, which unfortunately, if you're trying to sell it, um, and everyone just keeps seeing the flaws. It, it, it becomes a bit of a hard sell. It's a lot. It's a really nice video. I think it's well shot. It's good representation of the band, and yeah, there's a nice visual to go along with a, a good song. Exactly, showcasing Western Australia. They are very big um, patriots of WA. Mm. And the other talking point from today is the early start for the announcement obviously we said 5 30 all the way to 2 30 a.m for those west australians for their own boys to be mm. announced um this got a lot of backlash from a lot of aussie fans uh, your thoughts on this it's a curious one isn't it i can see why if you're going to promote this in europe then you've picked the right time not so great for australians and perhaps I don't know, perhaps get us behind it first and then we'll worry about winning over the rest. But look, ultimately, it's out now. Throughout the day, everyone in Australia will get a chance to see it. So, yeah, I could see positives and negatives on kind of both on that one. Yeah, look, I understand. Also, being early means we can get into the breakfast news cycle. Yes. It's all over, like, it's on top front page of news.com.au right now. People check out their news first thing in the morning. So that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And in times of Europe, that is good as well for people to see it. But on the other side, it's been a tough uh, few months for Australian fans not having Australia decides. I think they're feeling a little forgotten. Mm -hmm. And then I think this is just adding to that. And I feel like with Eurovision... Uh, you need to definitely make sure that your domestic audience is going to get behind everything. So just do everything in your power to make that happen or be aware of it. It's like an inverted pyramid, I think. Mm. You've got this, the really passionate fans and they're your advocates to build up and create a big audience. If you don't get your base right, that can they just can just have some effects. But 
If any band can make up for that, it's Voyager. I was going to say, I think we're going to get a pretty heavy promotion uh, domestically from them. So we'll have plenty of time to get to know the band a bit more. Exactly. All right. Well, look, that's been everything on Australia's Entry Day. These are our initial thoughts. Mm. You know, we're a couple of hours into it. We're having this with coffee, not wine for, <laughs> for the first time in a while. Yeah, exactly. Since Italy, I think. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. So thanks for joining us. And um, we obviously look forward to doing our weekend podcast for the national finals coming up. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. Catch you later. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.